What's up, everybody? Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. You're tuned into the About Sparta podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. You can catch us on Beyond Big Ten on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Before we get started, Trav, man, tell me, how was your weekend? What did you do? What was it filled with? Man, man, my weekend was another weekend full of youth basketball. Oh, man, so I got my young news. team with my son. Oh, it was great, man. It was it was good. We had a lot of fun. Um, had a lot of good, uh, interesting conversations with parents. When your kids get there, you will hear these conversations. But no, oh, it was man. fun. Uh, family time, spending time with my son inside of a gym. And uh, it was good. You know, obviously celebrate Martin Luther King weekend. It was the MLK weekend tournament. So was in the gym. Was having fun. For, sh- for sure. You yourself, on that was. You 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 on that West Coast, man. So did you get a chance to barbecue or anything good like that, man? Dog, so it's been raining like crazy. So uh, it was floods out here. It's been raining really bad. So right now right. it's been raining and cold. And now I've been living uh, out here for these past like six years. I feel like I got thin blood. So it's like 50, 40 degrees. I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not from the Midwest, you, you your like whole blood type career. has changed. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, yes. Yo, so yes. so another Papa thing, Chuk. another question. I went. It, it was good, man. It was a, it was a solid weekend. I'm just in here with the kids, man. They over here kicking my ass at the moment, but you know it, it's a part of it, man. I'm loving every second of it. Um, yes, so, um, let me get this correct. Did TJ officially drop somebody today? I mean, this weekend it. it or was yeah, that last weekend? Yeah. No, no, nah, nah, that was his weekend. No, nah, nah, he, hey, he had he had a yeah, he had a great on Saturday he was great. He had some some really big plays. He dropped the kid. So you know how like he dropped him and he looked and he was like, I can tell in his face was like, Oh, did I do that? So then he did pulled back and we only up by like three. He pulls back and then shoots the three for like the highlight. So I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but I just had to let him have his moment. It was it was hilarious. I was just like, so dropping him was like, he crossed the kid. He went behind his back. The kid fell, and the kid is reaching as he's falling for him. <laughs> TJ looks down and pulls back for content. TJ is my son, you guys. So TJ pulls back and looks at the kid while he's reaching at him. And then he shoots the three. It was like, no. But but he had such a, he had a good, a a really good Saturday. Uh, It was a lot of people coming up to him. And so it was fun for him. I I, I enjoyed it for him on that Saturday. And then Sunday, not so good. But hey, you got to learn how to deal with the highs when everybody, you know, coming up to you. People coming up to him, right? This is the first time because I kind of block him from this type of stuff. But like people coming, I got a mixtape for you. Can we do this? Can we do that? And he's actually talking to him. So I go to his IG and I'm looking at the conversations and I'm like, oh, you having a conversation about a mixtape? Or what are we doing? And I'm like, there's only going to be crazy. so much I can protect about that type of stuff. You can protect your kids. So you just got to educate them and just be like, hey, anything goes through me. You know, nothing goes through Not anybody sure. else. For sure, man. I, th- I think that's just the era that we in now, man. It's just the mixtape. Everybody, bro, you you can score five points and have a mixtape. It's unbelievable now, bro. Mixtape, bro. <laughs> you back in our era. Bro. In our era, you had to be literally the best player, not on your team, but like in your state to get like a mixtape. You know area. what I mean? 
Yeah, so, yeah. so Austin crazy. Rivers just no. came out with something like that. He just talked about Did that mixtape. But no, it was all good. Did Other than that, man, we had a great weekend, great family weekend. Good, man. That's great to hear, man. So so now let's tip things off, man. On uh on Friday the thirteenth, whew, the Spartans took their talents to Champagne in a head to head matchup against Illinois. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, we stated that this was a game the Spartans cannot overlook simply because we've been through the trenches and we had an idea of the intensity Illinois would bring to the court. But when you have a rowdy 15,000 backing you, the atmosphere can easily sway a game. Not to mention Terrence Shannon Jr., remarkable remarkable star scoring 15 of his 17 points in the first half. Now, Trav, with you being the defensive mastermind you were in college, what adjustments would you have made in the second half as a team and also individually to slow a Terrence Shannon down like State did in the second half? Well, I think if you watch the game, right, early in the game, he came out aggressive. You know, he had 11 points in the first seven minutes. Seven like, he minutes. came out on fire. He was attacking. He was making plays. And I think when you're looking at the scouting report, and like you said, we were riding a seven-game winning streak. So coming in there, they had all the energy. They had their fan base. The students was in there. And you can tell from the beginning that that game was intense. And they started off pumping, like really going. So I think in the second half, we did a really good job of kind of containing him and, and understanding that this guy was going to stay aggressive because he had he was looking like he was going to have 30, 40 on us, right, a Amazing. career high. <laughs> and, you know, so as a, as a defender, right, I would have done what we did. We had to lock in, make sure all our help side was in place. We understanding that this guy is going to be aggressive. He scored 15 points, and he's been playing really well for the season. He's their guy. So you got to lock in on that guy. You got to take that matchup more personal, right? Because I know he was taking the matchup personal, which is why he came out the way he came. So I think we did a great job in the second half defending him. Um, I thought in the first half, they came out really good, right? And I thought we did something that was really key. Coach Izzo got a technical. And he got a technical – and they were, they were rolling on us. So he got a technical, and when he got that technical, it calmed us down and got us back it focused. Did. It did. And, and, it, and did. it helped us get like get it, back into what we were, it, you know, it, get us back into the play. It gave us a chance to breathe and regather our yes. thoughts. Yes, and, and, you know, become one again. Um, but speaking of the second half, despite some minor mistakes and a hot start from Shannon, State was still in a great position, leading by far – leading by four to start the half. In my opinion, State came out like gangbusters, a a famous Coach Izzo quote, to start the second half. They were getting stops, getting out in transition, and even getting easy buckets. Um, It seemed like an eight-point lead would eventually suffice into a victory for the Spartans. That is until that 10-minute mark in the second half, uh, where Illinois had a bottle of their secret stuff ready. And man... Um, the way Danger and, and Meyer took over in the last 10 minutes, it, w- it was really impressive. Trav, how dangerous can Illinois be in the Big Ten and with their style and that six-man being the crowd making such an impact on the referees and on the game? I'm saying think about it, right, like we talked about. So let's just go, let's just go with the leaders of the scoring right now. So we had Danger had 20 points and seven rebounds. You had Mayer have 19 points, six blocks, and three rebounds. 
Then you had Terrence Shannon had 17 points, 15 of those in the first half, right? So he was like their scoring force in the first half, and we still were up four. Then we start the second half. Like you said, we playing pretty well. We doing some really good things. But the key, right, and he wasn't having a great game, but his presence, he was at 18 minutes before he went down, which was Malik Hall. He went down with like seven minutes and 26 seconds to go, right? They were making their push. He goes down. That's a big loss for us. And then he goes down what looks like an ankle injury, right? It looks like, ah, maybe something happened to the ankle, but he just came off a stress fracture. And we've been in these moments, right? Like when one of your guys go down and you know it's in the same area that he just came back from, that's a shakeup as a group. So you have to take that into consideration, right? Like, you know, we fought hard. We were playing or we wanted to get that win and that victory. But I think that that shakeup with, with Malik, that really like was like a, whoa, what's going on? And it just we couldn't get it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, they went on a crazy run, a 36 to 14 run in the, in the final 13 minutes. So, I mean, uh, kudos to, to Illinois, man. They uh, they got the job done. And, and Meyer and Danger, like I said, took over. And, man, they lit it up. They lit us up. Um, so you got to tip your hat off to those guys. Yeah, man. And like you said, I think a few of our guys, Joey had a double-double. He had 11 points, 11 rebounds. AJ had 20 points, right? He was 8 for 16. And then Tyson Walker had 14 points. Like those games on the road, as you know, um, they came out hot. We matched them. We took over. We made some really big plays. Like we talked about coaches are having that technical in the first half. We made our adjustments. We go into the halftime 37-33. We start the second half in a great position. We're rolling, right? We're playing well. It's looking like we're about to take this game away. And then slowly, this is why home court matters. We're like at those critical times, shot selection, getting a stop, getting the loose ball, all those things build up and you have to maximize every possession especially when you're on the road and the crowd is against you, you know? For sure. Who was your MVP for this game and your offensive player of the game? Um, because for me, uh, it was easily Hogg. Um, like like you said, man, Hogg led the way with 20 points, four rebounds, and one assist. Um, this particular game, it seemed like he had to score the ball a little bit more. Um it wasn't his typical type of game where he's getting other guys involved in scoring and and things of that nature. Um, so he had to t- he had to take the take the reins a little bit and get it done himself uh, on the offensive end. But a guy that surprised me was definitely Cooper. In 13 minutes, he went three for three um, for a career high, scoring six points and even added four rebounds. Um, I mean, the guy only averages one point a game. So, I mean, that that little – that five-point surge is huge for us um, in, the, in the smaller scheme of things. So, but what, what did you have uh, – what did you think about um, the X factor and the defensive player of the game? Yeah, well, I thought it was great. Like you said, the one key thing that we – you know, I thought was important and we didn't do a really good job of – we only had four assists for the whole game. Sure. And I think that's really tough, right? Like, we have four assists. AJ had a great game. I agree with you. I think he was the player of the game and just playing really well. Um, I think Carson Cooper, like, again, I'm going to give him all the credit because 
he came in those 13 minutes and he was able to score the ball. He was able to rebound the basketball. He had some good possessions defensively. And I know we talked about him on our last segment, just about his consistent improvement as a freshman. For right? sure. And like he's stepping into some minutes. So I, w- I would give him that kind of award where he's stepping in, not because he was like dominant, but more because he's a freshman. He's earning all his minutes, right? And he's contributing. Scoring one, averaging one point, scoring six points is a big thing, right? And getting four rebounds is another big thing for him. So I'm liking the progression I'm seeing from him and looking forward to him to being a force, you know, for us to help out Madi a lot, you know, defensively because in this Big Ten, there's a lot of big bodies. And he and he's, you know, called on to do a big job for with Madi. For sure. And and I think I think also our bench has to step up. Um, we only got four points out of them. That's that's not likely. Um, Pierre usually gives us a little bit more, um, and different guys coming off that bench. So I think that the bench uh, contribution needs to step up a little bit more for us to get these uh, key road victories that we need uh, in the Big Ten. Um, but yeah, let's because, go on. Cause the, go ahead. I about to say well before we go, the the one big thing I thought was pretty cool was that we still out rebound. We was plus twelve on the rebound, forty two to yeah. thirty. Right, like, and normally when you can do that on the road and you can dominate and beat the most physical team out there, it, it kind of leads to a victory. So we just got to make sure, sure, as we're doing that part on the boards, that we're doing the other little things to give road vic- road wins. For sure, for sure. Moving on to Purdue, um, Monday, man, was a hard fought game that ultimately gave us our second straight loss for the second time this season. Even though these games are tough to process, I think. They're great lessons to be learned. Uh, what can I say? We fought. Uh, sometimes you have to tip your hat and congratulate the opposing team for a good win. I mean, it wasn't the outcome we all hoped for. Um, but to be honest, I don't think Purdue is a better overall team than we are. Um, but I will say this. I think the past week showed how tough the Big Ten is from top to bottom. Just think, before these Two losses, we were tied with Purdue for first place. And now we're tied for fourth place with Iowa and Illinois. And Illinois has the advantage on us. So, Trav, I have a two-part question for you. Um, Is the Big Ten the most competitive conference in the country? And if so, um, does they have what it takes to win a Big Ten championship? Well, I do think we are the most competitive conference just because of all the good teams. We got a lot of quality good teams. And even the teams that are not at the top, right, they're still quality good teams and they're fighting. So we're going to have potentially, you know, I was looking at something the other day. I think we they got us right now for 10 to 12 teams inside the tournament, right? So I think we're going to have a great – it's going to be a great conference, right? And, it, and it's been like this year after year, right, where when you get into conference playing the Big Ten, it's tough, man, and, and it's physical. So, and do the second part of your question is, do, do we have what it takes? I think we do, right? I, I thought the Indiana – I'm sorry, I thought the Purdue game was great because our veteran leadership still showed. They yes. came out and they were rolling, right? Yes. So, it was 24-11 to 11 with five minutes left in the first half, right? And I was like, whoa, what's about to happen? They came out, you know, Eddie, he's a problem. Like, he's a problem. 
and we had no and answer listen, for him, right? Like this dude's listen, a problem. He, he he's a big problem. <laughs> big he's problem. He's a big problem. So I'm yeah. watching. I'm looking at the game, and I'm like, "What's gonna happen? How are we gonna figure it out?" And then all of a sudden, we started making plays, and our crowd was incredible, right? Like so. When I look at that type of stuff, and you know, when you're looking at our at our team, if we have a home court like we do and our crowd is in the games and we're giving them a chance to cheer and things to cheer for, we're going to rally behind that, right? And then we just got to take care of those road wins and the games we have to win on the road, we got to win them. So I think sure. we still are in a great position, right, to, to, to win the Big Ten or to be in that top three position and walk into the Big Ten tournament in a good position. I agree. Um, not only do we have a chance to compete, but I think we do have all the tools to win a Big Ten championship. Um, but in order to do that, as you know, Travis, we have to minimize our mistakes. Um, and if you guys don't mind rolling that clip, here is a clip of the last 25 seconds um, after the timeout we called. Slams on the brakes. Down to 10. Walker, pull up. It's such an amazing shot by Tyson Walker. But one thing that I think that we needed to do differently was kill a little bit more time off the clock. Um, it's, such a, it's such a huge shot and such a tough shot to pull up when you have Eddie on his heels, backpedaling, and then you had a guard chasing you um, on your hip. Um, so kudos to the shot, but I think we, if we could have managed to get that high screen and roll action at the top of the key, waste some more time, get that switch, and then attack Eddie because you got to think we're in a double bonus, um, whether it be a foul or if you drive and miss the layup, you still got Mati to, to possibly rebound the ball for offensive rebound and a putback. Um, what do you think they should have done differently um, in that in that small segment um, to secure that win. Well, you know, like so it was. I had mixed emotions, right? I was flabbergasted, like I was fucking complete. What's going on? We got called for a foul. Oh, that was crazy! At the end of the game, that, that like, was it was crazy. like, what's was going crazy. on? Like it, it's physical. That, it's that been was an a, incredible was, was second play. half. Was a bad right, call. like and Tyson is fighting over the screen, like that's a call you call at the beginning of the game, not at the end of the game it, it, or at sixty. I think it was sixty sixty one, right? Like they yeah. called that play. It was sixty sixty one or something like that, right? Like yeah, something like and that. And they call a foul on on Tyson. Not so even, not even just that he play can though. That also the yeah, the foul like, they called on Mati. And his arm was – and Eddie had his arm, and he's trying to release. That was another crazy foul call that we received that I don't think was necessarily like, fair. Like, what are we doing? So, they <laughs> call that play – they call the foul on Tyson. And it happens, and I go, oh, shit, what's about to happen? So, <laughs> I think the end of that game, like you said, I think he has to, right, understand the clock – in the score and, and say, hey, we're going to settle for this last shot. Last shot. And sometimes, you know, as a player, right, I think he made the best shot where he said, I found the opening. 
I got him off balance. I'm oh, finna rely sure. on this shot. For sure. Right? The for only sure. problem, the only problem is they got a big horse on the other side. Oh, my God. And In 10 seconds is just, way too much time. It, it's just so much time, like you said. And when you have 10 seconds, and that's a lot of time. But when you're having to defend a perimeter player, that looks different. When you having to defend a post player, and we talking about a guy at that point where they gonna let him bury you, right? Uh, and we had just got called for a cheap foul. So if you look at that in the play, that last play, he like buried him. Like there was nothing Mati could do. It was absolutely nothing, nothing he could do. Nothing. So like you said, that much time understanding like what's on the other side and we're playing a great game and Zach having a great game, you know, in the moment, I think you take the shot that's best available, but looking at hindsight is like, all right, if we have this another, if we have this time happen again for us, let's take it down to five seconds and you make a play within the last five seconds. Hopefully we can get the same thing. But like you said, it was an incredible shot. And they came down and made an incredible play at the end from a great player. He's, you know, he was he had what thirty and thirty and uh, seventeen. Thirty-two and seventeen. Thirty-two and seventeen. Thirty-two and seventeen. Oh yeah, thirty-two and seventeen. Just incredible, right? Incredible. Um, so it was just a, it was an incredible game though, Ray. Like I, if yeah. you were at the game and a fan to just watch that game, the entire game in the second half and the way it was going back and forth and the emotions that both teams was playing with and the coaches was coaching with like oh, this is what college basketball and conference play is all about right like For it sure. was an incredible atmosphere um and and just to talk about a couple of our guys man like just to highlight tyson right he had 30 points it's the most points someone has scored since cassius winston in 2020 yeah right? like yeah. so we spoke about remember we spoke about Tyson earlier in our segments talking about like how he reminded us of a Drew Nysel, you know, yeah. having big games. And when I was looking at that game, I was like, Oh, we got a nicer moment. We got a right? nice like, moment. Yeah. This is like a Wisconsin, they not number one in the country, but this is like one of these big moments that he's about to step into and have a thirty ball. Unfortunately, we came away with the loss, but just an incredible game for him personally. Yeah, yeah. With, with that being said, man, let's jump more into some numbers, man. And um, like you just said, man, to piggyback off what you just said, uh, man, Tyson Walker lit it up with 30 and, and three rebounds. Um, but another uh, – the X factor for me, man, it had to be A.J., man. A.J. Hogg, man, he's – he just gets it done, man. He finds little ways to, to score points, get rebounds, get assists. He's just he's pretty much man just just everywhere on the court. Um getting loose balls, getting getting creating steals. Um man, he's he's truly the X factor for this team and I just I just enjoy watching this kid play. I think he has so much upside to him. He reminds me of an Andre Miller, man. Stocky little point guard that can post yeah. up. Find find guys um for open shots. And just gets the job done, man. Because uh, Andre Miller had a great career, not only in college but man oh, in incredible. the NBA f- for years. So um, that that's AJ's comparison uh, for me. Yeah, well, for me, I think I'm giving everything to Tyson. I think oh, the plays sure. he made, I think the stuff he did was just 
he made big play after big play for us. And um, like you said, even that last shot was just an incredible shot after getting called for a foul and like coming in and taking it. And he has been a guy since he's been at Michigan State that has made clutch plays for us. So for me, I'm giving Tyson everything. I think from a defensive standpoint, I'm going to give the team. I think it's a, this was a team defensive effort. I thought everyone stepped up. We did some really good things. It's not one person because if you look at it, you go, hey, Eddie had 32 and 17 rebounds. He leads the Big Ten in rebounds and points. So that and was a points. collective effort. So I thought as a group, we stepped up. We did the things that we need to do to win. We just didn't come away with the win, right? But we stepped up. We had, we gave the crowd <clears throat> something to cheer for. <clears throat> and after the game at the podium, Coach Izzo stepped to the podium and said, I was so proud of this team and how they played, how they responded. So I want to give a shout-out to our team. They were great. Unfortunately, we lost, but I was very proud of our little bros, our Spartan dogs, our young Spartan dogs, and how they played and how they came back from that Illinois loss. I, I Man, I agree. Uh, like I said, man, they fought. Um, they fought from from jump ball to, to the end of the game, man. It was a great game. Um, that's the type of basketball that needs to be seen um, just for the future. Uh, that was just classic Big Ten, Big Ten basketball. And uh, you can't ask for anything better than that. Um, now, man, let's let's do a preview, man, of our, our next couple of games. Um, we got Rutgers coming up. These guys are 13-5 and five, um, and 5-2 five and two in the Big Ten. Man, this team here is, is scary. They average about uh, 71 points per game. And, man, and it, – it's crazy because they're they're only letting their opponents score about 56, 57 points. So so that's a scoring margin of 14 points. These guys are getting after it defensively. Um you can tell they're they're well coached um and 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 they're hungry. They, it seems like they have something to prove. I don't know what it is um in that water up there, but they're uh, they're doing a great job this season. Yeah, like you said, they, they they are the number one defensive team in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. They're a great defensive team, right? They got they shrink the gaps. They're physical. They're going to rebound, and they're led. Like this is a veteran led team, right? Yeah. They got veterans playing. One freshman getting quality minutes, but the rest of these guys are seniors and juniors. So they have they've been through it. They understand what's going on. They're led by a transfer. It's coming from Loyola, Mary, Mary, sorry, Loyola, Maryland. Cam Spencer, he's playing great right now, right? Yeah, the yeah. last two games, they just came off a huge win against Ohio State in overtime, and they made some really big plays. He had 21 points. And then against Northwestern, the game before that, he had 23 points, a career high, but he had six threes. So just speaking on this dude, He's averaging 13.9 points, and he's shooting 46.7% from the three-point line on five attempts, right? Like, this guy is really good, transfer, understands the moment, transfer for this, for this particular moment, right, to be in this situation. So that's going to be a tough game. And then they got a big guy on the inside, I was Clifford Amari. He's averaging 
a 13 points and 10 rebounds on 48.7% from the field. But if I'm us, I'm going to foul him because he only shooting 61.9% from the free throw line. So we need Baby to – if it's Baby getting Shaq. tough, we, we, let, let's foul him, Ray. If it, we, yeah. We'll send some guys <laughs> – send Jackson out there, send different guys out there and foul sure. him and put him at the free throw line and make him make some free throws. But it's going to be sure. a tough battle. Um, yeah, I think so too, man, because what, what I'm looking forward to seeing is that pressure that they that they uh, put on different teams, they they forced 16 turnovers, man. That means they're getting after mm. it defensively. So it, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what type of pressure they provide playing us um, with the different uh, – with the with the backcourt that we have in in Hoggard and and, and Walker, um, it's going to be interesting to see because I think we have two of the you know top tier guards in the country, so um, it's going to be interesting to see if if we're sped up or if we can keep our poise and and uh, just play our basketball. Um, but moving on, we also have uh, Indiana. Now their their record is is eleven and six and, and two and four in the Big Ten, um, but I don't think their talent um, speaks for the for the record that they have. Um, they have a horse inside and Trace Jackson Davis, man, the guys averaging seventeen point seventeen point four points, nine point nine rebounds, and three point four assists. This guy is a horse. Um, has a variety of moves in the post, uh, can face up, can shoot a little bit. So, man, I think they got their hands full, man, um, in these next couple of next couple of games as well. Um, we're, we're on a, a two-game losing streak, and it can easily be a four-game losing streak if we don't take these games serious and, uh, and, we're, and we're really locked in and ready to play. Yeah, man, and for that Indiana game, I'm actually excited. You're right, Trace. Trace Jackson Davis, he's the guy, right? Like, we know the past couple of years he's been the NBA prospect, the guys that people have been talking about. I know last year he questioned whether he should leave or not. I think it was an injury or something like that that kind of made him come back. Um, but he's a he's a hog, right? He's a great player, been having a great year. But the guy I'm interested in watching is the freshman, 6'6", Jalen Hood Shafino. I right? like his game. Um Oh, man, he's averaging 13.4 points, 44% from the three-point line on 3.6 attempts. And he averaging what I like, he's averaging 4.5 assists, 4.4 rebounds. So this is a guy, as a freshman, he's 6'6", and we're looking at those stats. You like, is he like a kid that can get a triple-double? Right? Like, he's he's affecting the game in a lot of ways, ways, right? This kid won against Northwestern man, a few games ago. He had 33 points as a freshman. And then he had a game against Iowa this year where he had 21 points and nine assists. So when you look at that guy, you like, hey, as a freshman, getting comfortable, like we got to keep our eye on him because this guy can yeah. explode. Then the X yeah. factor for them is a guy, again, he's a transfer, Xavier Johnson. He's averaging yes. 9.9 points. 4.9 assists, 37% from the three-point line on 2.5 attempts. His scoring has declined since he left Pittsburgh, but he has shown the ability to score. So 
They haven't played as well. They're two and four in the Big Ten. We spoke about this earlier. Indiana is a tough place to play. So with us riding a two-game losing streak, having Rutgers, and then coming with Indiana, right? We have to be on our toes. We have to be locked in, and it's a big game um, that we got to be locked in for. For sure, and and to add on to that, Indiana will be at home, and they won the last two out of three at home, which is big. Yeah, but Tra- it's gonna be big. Trav, man, it's about that time, man. It's time for Word on Campus. Hey, man, the word on campus is, is Malik Hall going to be available? We've seen that he got re-injured in that Illinois game. Um, He didn't play at all in the Purdue game. Um, Will Malik Hall be available, or will he be out indefinitely for the rest of the year? Man, what's, let, let's call one of them lines. We need to get some of that sprinkle water, man. Like the water, sprinkle on them, right? Some of that ho- holy water. Some of that holy water. Some of that holy water, man. But you know what? We got some great news. I just read something where it's looking good for him. I'm really excited. They said that he has a potential to come back um, before the year is out, which is exciting news for us and for him. You know how that goes, right? Like when you're getting injured oh, as a senior – if and, anybody uh, you're knows, playing I know. pretty good, right? Exactly. <laughs> like you're playing well. Um, he's been dealing with injuries this entire year, right? So I'm just excited for him that he gets the opportunity to come back potentially. So now yeah. he goes into the training room. He goes into every day he wakes up and he goes, "I have an opportunity to play." So let me really attack it. Because during that process, play. man, when you're doing that and you injured. You thinking NBA, you thinking how I'm going to be preparing for this if there's no like light in the end of the tunnel, but there's yeah. light. So he has something to prepare for, which is getting prepared for the rest of this season, right? Maybe out three weeks, so maybe he comes back for the Big Ten tournament or the tournament, the NCAA tournament, but at some point he has a chance to come back. So I'm excited and I'm happy for him. For sure, for sure. But quick question, does this hurt us with this type of injury going on right now, or does it in the long run help us um, giving other guys a chance to step up and uh, show what they got during during his timeout? Well, the one, the one thing I will say about this is that he has been injured and guys have stepped up. Right. So I think him, he's a big part of this team. He, right, is, he was a man. starter before everything happened. Like he, he he's is. a calming force. He can make plays. He can do a lot of things. So it does hurt us, right? You lose a guy of that skill set, of that that caliber type player, it hurts you. But just do I think we have guys that can step up? Yeah, just his versatility. But do we got guys I think can step up and and make some plays? I do think. I think it's going to be done by committee. Uh, I'm excited to see how Tyson AJ. And Joey are going to step up, and then does does Jaden kind of like step up a little bit more in that role? Because right. right, I think he was trending upward, kind of hit a flat line a little bit, trying to figure it out. So we just need a couple guys collectively to step up, as you know. At Michigan State, is it's still next man up, but it's done collectively, right? It's not sure. just one individual to bring what he brings. So it's going to be a tough, it's a tough loss. 
right? Spiritually, he's a captain also. So that's a voice. Yeah. So yeah. that's a tough loss for us from that voice perspective. But I think collectively we can step up and we can make some plays. But these next two games are going to mean a lot for us. If we can get one of these games, it's going to mean a lot. Um. Yeah, like you said, I, I, I think that's huge, man. Um. Just – just being injured, coming coming from me and and knowing what that feels like, being injured and not really knowing what the future holds, um, like like you said, I think it's light at the end of the tunnel now. Um, he knows that he's going to come back. Um, will he come back stronger? We don't know. Um, but it's still an extra body. It's still a, a high level player, and I'm looking forward to it too, man. I thought. I think, like you said, he he brings so much, such a different dynamic to the table. Um, this is a guy that can play the three and the four. Uh, we can go smaller, throw him in at the four, have Joey play the five and stretch the floor. We can do so many different things with Malik Hall in the lineup. Um, I think his just his presence, being on the bench, um, whether he gives us, you know, 20, 20 to 15 minutes is, is will be huge. Um so I'm looking forward to it. I'm praying for this guy. I hope he can bounce back and uh, be able to finish out the season because these type of injuries, it, it's nothing you can really do for him. It just it just takes time, man. You just got to rest. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope he can get together. Yeah, I'm, I'm, what I am hoping also, is, and this is for him, that he's using this time to, like, really, like, work on, like, studying the game, right? Like, you've yeah. been injured. Like, I think when you're – when you're in this time and you get injured and it's like this part of the season, I think like really watching the game and looking like, hey, when I come back, I'm coming back at a crucial time. And crucial. for Coach to throw me back in that lineup, he's going to have to make a big decision, especially if we're rolling and playing well. So yeah. the best thing that he can do is be watching film and watching film like, okay, I can add this to the team. I can add that. And it ain't necessarily scoring. It's the intangibles, right? Yeah. I can provide this for the group and also, like, find a different voice to, like, I've been injured before. Okay, I did it this way. So now this is going on. Let me find my voice in a different way because we're at a crucial part of the, of the season and they need to hear me in a lot of different ways. Uh, which is uplifting, which is holding guys accountable as a captain that, that he is. So hopefully he uses this time as an opportunity to really grow as a player and as a, as a man. Well, there you have it. Um, this was another episode of About Sparta coming to you live. Um, well wishes to everybody. Uh, and we will see you again here soon. Signing off. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.